Hey, thanks for tuning in to Supply Chain, the secret sauce of business for every business. If you don't have a good supply chain, you're missing the secret sauce. We're a subscription-based consulting company, and I'm the CEO, Wade Wickes, and I will bring to you on the show some exciting, interesting, amazing people that are doing innovative things in supply chain. Stay tuned. Well, this podcast is extra super special. We sit down with the founder of WCA, an amazing organization that has brought the world together in terms of freight forwarders. It's a story and a journey that I really didn't know until I met with this gentleman and learned so much. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, well welcome. Again, we're at the Parcel Forum and right now it is a true pleasure to have with us WCA World. If you don't know a lot about WCA World, let me tell you a little bit about who they are and what they do. It's the world's largest and most powerful network of independent freight forwarders with over 11,181 member offices in 196 countries worldwide. The combined logistics might of the WCA World membership exceeds that of the world's largest multinational freight forwarders. Founded in 1998 by Chairman David Yoakum as the world's first worldwide non-exclusive network, WCA World is neutrally managed and operated to benefit every member company. Over the past 20 years, WCA World has continuously strived to add new, innovative, and highly valued membership benefits. This unique formula combined with the dedication to excellence has enabled WCA World to set new standards in the industry. Every member of every WCA World network is also automatically covered by the most genuine and extensive financial protection program in the industry, which allows your company to conduct business with other WCA members with complete security and peace of mind. So here in the supply chain secret sauce, we're going to dive into WCA World and all it's got to offer for the world economy. But without further ado, our special guest today, Mr. David Yoakum. Thank you, David, for joining the show. Thank you, Wade, for having us. It is a true pleasure. What a great creation. I mean, the history that you have behind this organization. If you could tell us a little bit about how you came to this idea and how it formed would be wonderful. Actually, it's uh, it's a story on its own. my brothers were involved in logistics. I had nothing to do with it. Um, I was sitting in my brother's office one day in Los Angeles. I heard him on the phone, and he had to recommend another freight forwarder to help him in a different market in Houston. And he grabbed this big book that lists all the forwarders in, in the U.S., picked out a name, gave it to his customer, which was a very large customer. I'm watching this kind of dumbfounded, and uh, he finished, and I said, Dennis, how, do you know that company you just recommended? He goes, no, there's no way we can you know, know all these companies. I said, but that was your largest customer, and if he doesn't perform, if they don't perform, what's going to happen to you? You're going to lose your largest customer. He said, we don't have any other choice. We go to, it was called the Customs House Guide. And in it had a directory of uh, freight forwarders. So with that in mind, I was living in Denver, Colorado. Uh, his office is in Los Angeles. I uh, went back to Denver. 
I couldn't get this out of my mind. I went to the library to get uh, books on logistics. <laughs> there, wasn't, there wasn't a piece of paper in the library about logistics. But uh, from that, I put together a, uh, uh, a, a thought plan. And I thought, well, if no one's ever done it, let me be the one to try. So I uh, drove from Denver to Chicago. Wow. I uh, arrived in Chicago. Uh, it was my own funds. I had no idea what this concept or idea would, would lead me. So I checked into the Motel 6 at 1995 and all the free calls you can take or make. And picked up the yellow pages. And I thought, well, if anyone's done this, uh, they certainly would start in the A's. And so I went into the freight forward section. And I started with the Z's. And I just merely picked up the phone, called, and introduced myself, said I had this idea, and I'd like to come and talk to you. And I was, I was amazed. Everyone, literally everyone welcomed me uh, to their office. Wow. So I would go and, 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 and kind of learn as, as, as I was meeting these people what their needs were. So there was a big need. You saw, like, wow, this is a... There, there was no doubt. Yeah. There was no doubt. And the problem was that when you start something, and especially with limited funds, uh, traveling is expensive. So I had to get that member um, in order to finance my, my next city. So I uh, uh, had, some again, some great meetings. And my first member that uh, I actually signed and wrote a check was here in Chicago. And uh, his Zarek and Associates started with a Z. Again, I started from the back of the book. So uh, from that, I never stopped. I, I just kept going uh, from city to city around the U.S. and then eventually internationally. Wow. What an amazing story. So there were probably challenges in front of you that you had to overcome. Do you remember any of those that are kind of stand out that would, you would say, you know, this was a big challenge? And uh, yeah, absolutely. I, believability is, is number one. I mean, um, are you for real? Um, in fact, when, when Ed Zarek uh, wrote me the check, he says, I'll make a deal. He says, I'm going to give you this check uh, for $1,500. That that's what I was asking for. And he said, under one condition, if this is a con, you just don't tell anyone. Because no one had ever brought it up. He had never been presented with, with the concept before. The concept was brand new. Hmm. And so that was the biggest challenge, I think. Uh, but once I had my first few members, uh, it became very easily. Then, then the challenge was, what can we do to make it more valuable for them? And that, the challenge and the fun part, because you can be very creative. Uh, we've, uh, we've done many, many things. We have many programs today that make our members around the world um, far more far more profitable, uh, far more uh, confident, um, reliability in who they're working with. Um, one of the major attractions we do is our financial protection. Um, I laugh and that I ask people, I said, would you do business with somebody maybe in, uh, in Nigeria that you never met? And would you extend $100,000 credit to them? And the answer is always no. Within the WCA world, the answer is yes. Yeah, because we guarantee everyone's going to pay everyone. And, and if they don't pay, we pay. It's that simple. You know, it, it's, it's really like the, the community that, that you, you built and managed. Because when, when you start to get to that many members, 
there probably was a point where you need to start managing, you know, the direction and how everything was, was coming together. And a lot of that probably was based on culture as you dove into different countries. Absolutely. In fact, everything, to me, that was one of the most interesting parts about what I was doing is learning and understanding different cultures. I pride myself not going into any city um, anywhere in the world without looking, seeing, listening first before I speak. Um, so I'm, I, I don't want to be the, the outspoken, um, ignorant one, quite frankly. And again, that was, but that was something that was very easy. As long as you, you listen, take guidance, it's, 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 it's just, it, it falls into place. It's just that simple. Yeah, so, you know, putting, putting culture first, I think, is, is something that's lost sometimes. Most, most businesses can tend to, uh, you know, do the business part first, right? Oh, I see a need. I'm going to go in and, and push this need onto uh, a community that, that has a certain culture and a way of doing things. Uh, are, are there certain aspects of cultures that, that you've learned that you'd want to share, like some, some things that are interesting for you? I think uh, our biggest success has been China. Um, I am very proud of the fact that I'm actually on postage stamps in China. I'm considered one of the top 10 most influential people in logistics in China by the Chinese government. But the culture, uh, the question you were asking, they have a unique culture. And I tell everyone when I take them to China, if it's their first trip, is watch first and, and, and don't, don't go in as a, go in and, and, and watch their, the way they, their mannerism, some examples. Just when you go to lunch in China, where you're seated means everything. And if you don't know, you, you, you never walked into a place with, with, with your peers, and Chinese peers, and just go sit anywhere. Um, you're, you're seated at a specific position based on who you are and your importance in the meeting. Just things like that. Are just it, To me, it's fascinating. It's, it's, it's absolutely fascinating. It is fascinating. I've been to Japan, and, and you're right. It's like, you know, how, how far do you bow, and, and is the person your elder? And there's a lot to it that means so much to that uh, culture and that community, which is so ingrained in how they, they see the world. And if you ignore that, it's, it makes things a little bit more challenging. Absolutely. In fact, after 9-11, uh, I knew we were going to have to do some changes because we were holding uh, one of the major benefits of belonging to the organization is our worldwide meetings. <clears throat> our attendance today exceeds 4,000 people coming from 197 and 200 countries. So um, you were talking about some of the extraordinary benefits that you've, you've kind of cultivated over the years. Um, and, you know, you talked about banking earlier, but there's some other benefits surrounding, I think, insurance and uh, some of the other platforms that you have, like annual meetings you were talking about. Okay, the annual meetings is, is by far number one. Um, why? Because in one room, you have literally the whole world. Uh, you can meet with people from, from literally every place in the world. And having that face-to-face, 30-minute, -face, uh, uh, we call them one-on-one -on -one meetings, that are all pre-scheduled. So when they arrive, they, they've already set who they want to meet with. So they, they, they're prepared. And so they sit down and they, they hold these one-on-one -on -one meetings. 
And during that very short period of time, uh, they get to know each other. And then you'll see them spend more time together at the meetings. And many, many times um, they, they know of each other, have already communicated, and they'll immediately start conducting business. Again, when you're dealing with the sums of money these people deal with, uh, you must trust that, that partner. You must trust their service. Uh, because if their service is bad, both parties lose the customer. It's just that simple. And so during the meeting is when they uh, have an opportunity to sit down and discuss what's, what's unique in their market, what's unique in their uh, country, and how things need to be done so that they're educating each other so that when they return home, it, it builds their business. Uh, I mean, today their, their, their business is, is grown substantially. I mean, it's, it's astounding when you think about how, how you took banking fees, too, and just changed how that approach... I mean, that's, that's like, really difficult. I don't know. How did you, how did you do that? <laughs> um, everything we did was we saw... We, we would just listen to our members, and they would tell us the things they needed to be um, more, more profitable... Uh, or sh- stronger in their in their business. Uh, one of the uh, the big things was the, the cost of uh, settlement between each other. It's not uncommon for a shipment to be maybe uh, the total cost is five hundred dollars. Well, if you were to wire transfer five hundred dollars from here to to London, it, it's going to take thirty five fifty dollars, which many times eats up the profit uh, substantially. So we came up with. Uh, with, uh, with our program, where it's uh, basically within that is we call it partner pay, and we hold one central bank account, and then we have sub bank accounts for each of our members. Wow! And so it's just all done internally, all yeah. done internally, Very and they easy. save all that banking fees. Just it's just like uh, insurance, right? Is a when you deal with national, international. And that's another thing that you offer is some insurance. When did you decide that you could fund your own insurance as a, as a group and make that easier? Over the years, we, we, we watched. We watched it grow. Um, members, the confidence of the members became stronger and stronger. Again, the, my job's easy. All I have to do is listen to my members. They'll tell me what to do. They'll tell me what their needs are. And uh, we have been... Uh, supporting other insurance uh, agencies within the uh, logistics industry. Uh, and every, everyone, insurance is a big part of it. You must insure the cargo. Um, it's, it's very risky business. Um, customs bonds is another thing. So what we did is just over the years, we realized how much volume we were doing. And um, we organized to some of the best known people in the uh, logistics world of insurance. We, uh, we have our own insurance company now, World Insurance Services, and it's uh, exclusively for our members. Uh, they're paying far less uh, uh, for, the, for the insurance costs, and it's a resellable item, so it makes their, makes their balance sheet and their, prop, or their P&L uh, a little stronger. So uh, having our own insurance agency um, has proved to be a, a, a tremendous uh, benefit yeah, for our members. Yeah, ease of doing business for your members. That's, Absolutely, that's, that's what it's about. That's fantastic. And, you know, you mentioned China. 
And I know that in the world economy today, you know, people often talk about China and how challenging it is. And I know that's on your radar to try to help the world from that perspective. You want to talk a little bit about? Yes, absolutely. China, I, I actually, uh, after 9-11, I realized I could not live in the U.S. Uh, and, and conduct my business because people couldn't come to the U.S. It was, travel was difficult for foreigners. So I moved to Bangkok, Thailand. And the reason I chose Bangkok uh, or Thailand uh, was the economics, um, the physical location, the ability to easily travel. And it is, uh, it's a country that uh, American citizens have uh, distinct rights over any other, any other nationality other than Thais. So uh, living in Bangkok, again, it was, was just a whole new learning experience. Uh, working with your staff, hiring staff, just, just, just everything about it. Um, you, you don't, don't shake hands in Thailand. You, you weigh to each other. You bow to each other. It's, it's just part of their culture. But from that, um, it was also a four-hour flight into Beijing, and so I was constantly going uh, as China was opening up. Um, I was kind of laughed at about the uh, the American that won't go away, and literally every. Once a month, um, Monday, I would get on the airplane, fly into Beijing. No one would meet me in their office um, because it wasn't acceptable that no one, no one knew what was going. So all my meetings were in the evening, and it would be just brief meetings just to get to know each other. But in China, one of the most important characteristics about doing business is relationships and trust. And once you build that relationship and the trust. Um, you, you can go a long ways in China. Uh, again, so what we ended up doing, uh, we have offices today in, in, in Shanghai and Shenzhen, China. Uh, the, uh, my partner is the Ministry of Commerce in China. And I've been uh, invited to, I, I have many privileges in China that allow uh, us to work closer with the China logistics industry. It's, it's the largest in the world. It's, it's mega, and uh, because again, living in Thailand gave me that opportunity. So I didn't know 9/11 would create the types of things that it did for us. Uh, one being that I moved to Thailand, and, and once I was in Asia, of course, I was looking at China, and, and it all came to be. So uh, we we represent more than 5,000 companies in China today, and wow. so it's, it's it's quite large. Yeah, you're really bridging the gap in China then. Yes, absolutely, and. Because when you travel there, the respect you get, I, I'm very happy about, uh, I, I'm very excited about the opportunities I get to kind of teach the Chinese a little bit about how to also work in other cultures. Um, they have their unique culture. I have, uh, as soon as I return home uh, to, uh, to Florida um, Monday, I have uh, a Chinese delegation coming in. And the reason why they're coming is coming, quite frankly, to learn how they can do more business on a world basis. Not just, not just in the States, but on a world basis. Wow. They, they know me that well, and they know my reputation. So that's the purpose of their visits to, to our office. David, that's fantastic. I mean, when you think about the economy in the world and where it, where it is today, and when, I, when I hear you speak, it sounds like you're, you're still, even today, bridging that gap in the world and trying to make this organization a, 
part of putting the puzzle together, right? Absolutely. And I mean, we're, our growth is, uh, it's, it's been incredible. Uh, we grow by at least 150 new members each month. Um, and it's not easy. We don't, uh, we probably reject about uh, at least 50% of the companies that apply for membership because uh, we, we only want quality within the group. That's the only thing that we're, we're looking for. And we have a customer service department in Bangkok, Thailand, that anytime there's a dispute or there's a, uh, uh, a disagreement between two members, they know they can go to a neutral party that has no stake in the game other than to see them work out their problems and get them resolved. So dispute resolution is something that we, we do on a, on a very regular basis. So again, it's part of it, but my people also, my, my staff, uh, we have a staff of close to 100 people today around the world. We have worldwide offices, 12 different locations. Uh, we meet on a very regular basis. I've been with them already twice this year. Uh, after the pandemic, we, this year we started traveling again. And so our staff is, is very close and get to speak to each other. Again, whether it be somebody from Dubai, somebody from India, somebody from China, somebody from Europe, somebody from the States, uh, our staff has that, that, uh, that culture already understood. So it's, it's, it's a huge benefit, a huge benefit. That's amazing. I mean, uh, um, for all those listeners, you know, WCA World is a big part of supply chain in the world. So I think it's really fun and appropriate to, to bring this to the, the session. But um, I just wanted to, to acknowledge all that you've accomplished Thank you. as an organization. I think it's uh, pretty interesting. And I think people can learn a lot from what your, your journey has been and, and where it's going and helping that journey and being part of that vision is, is important. So is there anything else you want to leave people with? No, I want to thank you very much uh, for allowing me the time to tell the story a little bit about uh, WCA World. And uh, uh, I appreciate it very much. We appreciate it. WCA World does. And uh, hopefully uh, we're, we're uh, in the parcel uh, industry now. Again, the only thing that's held up, uh, uh, we third largest parcel company in China. Um, I will be meeting in two weeks in, uh, in Bangkok because you still can't get into China because of the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we're starting one of the largest parcel uh, networks in the world. And Fantastic. so that's, that's next on our radar. So we're oh looking forward goodness. to it. That's, Thank you. That's huge. Thank you. And if, if you want to learn more about WCA World, their website is www.wcaworld.com. And uh, I will put uh, David Yoakum's LinkedIn profile in the uh, uh, content of this podcast. David, thank you so much. Thank Appreciate you very it. much, Wayne. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. Really appreciate your support. Wanted to let you know, www, Supply Chain, The Secret Sauce. It's where you can find all the podcasts as well as subscription-based supply chain consulting. We are supply chain rapid scale experts at Supply Chain Secret Sauce. We repair, strengthen, and bulletproof supply chains for companies growing at an exponential pace. You can find us at www.supplychainsecretsauce.com. Again, thank you for tuning in. Have a great day.